Hello, welcome to episode four. We can see it in I didn't agree to this, by the way. (laughs) We can see it in your shares. You're all the listeners we wanted. And now it's time to get on with Sherry the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? That was a big intro to I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Is that the thing that you said was amazing? I've got an amazing intro. That was amazing. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Merry Christmas. Oh, God, yeah. We had Christmas and New Year since we last spoke to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I hope you had a a good Christmas and a great New Year. Um, I myself didn't really get up to much. I had a quiet one. Watched a few movies, some TV series. I had the best New Year's of my freaking life, but I had a crap Christmas. I had the quietest New Year, actually. We actually literally whispered it in because my kid was sick and she kept waking up. So we went, Happy New Year. Literally. Well, that's sad. Yeah, you look really sad, Harry. (laughs) There was nothing sincere about that whatsoever. I was in like 30 degree heat with fireworks and in the five star results. And just to let you know, if you hear uh, giggling in the background, our friend Claire is here. She's um, like our producer. Yeah, Ross, she's our know. producer for tonight. <laughs> she's she's drinking, so yeah. CJ Buds. <laughs> actually sounds good, CJ Buds. She is CJ Buds. Follow her on Instagram on CJ Buds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, if you haven't already listened to our previous episodes, there's obviously three, and you can find them on SoundCloud and iTunes, and we are hopefully going to have them up on YouTube very soon, so you'll be able to listen there as well. Woo! And thanks to our listeners so far, we've uh, looked at our stats and we've got listeners all around the world, which is a bit of a shock. It's pretty ace as well. Australia, America. Yeah. Finland. Denmark. Canada. Croatia. Woohoo! South Africa. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. France. (laughs) Ireland. And like a few from the UK. And of course England. Okay, so um, moving on to episode four's topic, uh, we'll be talking about films so good you wish you could see them, them again for the first time. Um, these are the kind of films that, you know, leave you dumbstruck with their awesomeness. You know, you come out of it with uh, an appreciation so intense that you want to go back and watch it to have the same experience, but you know that magic's happened. You're never going to have it that way again. It's a one-time kind of deal. Those are the kind of films we're talking about today. And uh, Lorraine selected her top five. I've selected mine. And perhaps those 10 films will be one of yours. Hopefully. So what have we been actually watching lately? Harry, do you want to start off with that? Oh, goodness me. I've never watched so many films in such a short space of time. Um, I've got a lot to cover, but I'll just mention a few. Um, (laughs) go for it (laughs) okay so one of these uh films that i've watched uh was on the plane to indonesia and uh we get it you went to indonesia (laughs) (laughs) but i'm saying i you know i love long-haul flights for this reason the fact that you have you know a lot of like recent releases and um, one of them anyway was atomic blonde with charlie's there on i'd heard it was pretty crap um but i saw alec watching it and I was just like, actually, uh, that looks pretty good. So I started watching it myself. And uh, okay, the, the plot's pretty hard to follow, I'm not going to lie. And I can't stand Theron's attempt at a British accent. But Oh, is it not good? No, no. It was, oh, it, it was, good, it yeah. was highly entertaining. And um, the cinematography in it's great. The soundtrack, you as an 80s child, were freaking love. And there's just this really one fantastic kind of one shot um, fight scene, which like was amazing. So yeah. That was good. What about you? Um, I went to see 
being a musical fan and the fact it was my birthday, so I got to pick. Happy birthday, Lorraine. Oh, thank you very much. Um, the Greatest Showman. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I Hugh Jackman. I love Hugh Jackman. I really do. But in this, I'm not going to give any spoilers away because it's obviously still at the cinemas. And um, people should go and definitely see this. But you've got Zac Efron, Michelle Williams, and the the, the music in it mm. is absolutely amazing. I have to say, it doesn't seem like something you'd see Michelle Williams in because she's quite an indie no, chick. No, I was quite... I didn't know she was actually in it. I knew, like, obviously the others were in it. But when I went... Uh, when I saw her, I was like, okay. But she... No, she actually... She actually does it really well. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, she does sing in it. Oh, right. As well, yeah. And it, I think it's her. Like, her name's on it as being that. So I presume it's her. Mm. Um, there's some dancing in it, which I think she does. But there's one dance scene with her and um, uh, Hugh Jackman on a rooftop. Very uh, Mary Poppins. And okay. um, but I don't I don't think that's her. Um, oh, right. Okay. No, I don't. I mean, if it, it might be, I don't know. But they don't show any real close-ups of it, so I'm not sure if that was her. Mm. But um, no. So basically, it's a story by um, about a circus that was created by P.T. Barnum, mm. and um, for I say this in inverted commas, freaks, um, where people would obviously pay to go and see. Yeah. You know, bearded ladies. Um, I hate saying this, but people of color were um, yeah. in it, which. It took me halfway through the film to actually realise that that was their thing. Mm. I didn't. I, they said that they were a brother and sister act, and I was like, "Well, what's weird about that?" And yeah. then halfway through, I was like, "Oh, it's because she's black." And I was like, yeah, that's... "Yeah," and I was like, "God, it really does show how today, yeah, times things, have changed. They haven't changed enough. Like, do you know what I mean? You still get a lot of these problems. Obviously, not. You know, people. I don't think people still go and see these types of shows, do they? No, they no. Well, at all. Well, I hope they, they don't. Um, but yeah, so the dance scenes in it were out of this world there's this one girl in it she's the albino and she is the most every time there's a dance scene i was like fixated on her okay she was just really good so yeah um i definitely go and see this if you like there's an amazing singer uh she actually doesn't sing it um jenny lind who apparently i found out tonight uh is your parents told us that she is buried in malvern oh yeah oh yeah yeah she actually <laughs> moved to malvern and is buried in malvern um but this song never ever is like it's such an amazing part of the film like literally everyone is quiet when this goes on um so yeah so in general great music great choreographer great story amazing acting definitely go and see it cool five out of five so that's a recent release at the cinema yeah recently at cinema um but i won't give too much away because it is still very new and there's a few things in it i'd like to say but it will give to, stuff yeah. away okay, okay. fair enough <laughs> Um, I watched uh, a film called Colossal, um, again, out in Indonesia, because they have amazing like channels out there. They have Fox and HBO and everything, so you get oh, all these... have Fox and HBO. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, um, yeah, so um, I watched Colossal, and it's, uh, I think it came out last year, and it starts Anne Hathaway, and, um, oh God, that dude married to Olivia Wilde. He's an actor. Jason Sudakas, sorry. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And they were like childhood friends. Um, and she's got an alcohol problem and she goes back to this town where they both grow up. And they and she realises that through her actions, she controls this monster that appears in Seoul in uh, Korea. It's bizarre. Um, but it gets really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> but it goes so horrible. I just, I won't tell you what happens, but it really like resonated in a bad way with me i didn't i didn't like it it, it just like left me really ooh, feeling horrible you know when you watch those films and they just make me feel like that that's how it made me feel so i didn't like that um 
Yeah. Any more from you? Um, well, <laughs> um, over Christmas, I taped a film. Sorry, Sky Record. Taped. I still say taped. That shows how old <laughs> I am, you, doesn't did it? Did you put some uh, cellar tape over it? So they wouldn't get re-recorded <laughs> over Maybe. Um, I taped a film. Um, I haven't seen any of them, and it was uh, Pitch Perfect 2. Hmm. And I thought, I love a good musical, and I like Rebel Wilson and Anna Kendrick, so I'll give it a go. And it was so good. Very glee, but I really did like it. So then I bought on Amazon Pitch Perfect 1, which wasn't as good as Pitch Perfect 2. No. I prefer, mm. But then I'm wondering, because I've seen Pitch Perfect 2 first, did I prefer it? But I preferred the second one. Pitch Perfect 1's much better than Pitch Perfect 2. Well, I prefer the second one. Oh. But um, no, I, I, I thought they were good. And she's actually uh, quite funny, Claire, Rebel Claire's Wilson. making funny faces at that. <laughs> you are? Oh. We we recommend them. Yeah, they are entertaining, I especially like two, one. Um, but yeah, no, Rebel Wilson. She's actually I've never really seen her in anything, but she's actually really funny. She's so dry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the way she just she doesn't seem to she. I think she is Rebel Wilson in those films. Yeah, I feel like that's her personality. Yeah, like when I see her on Graham Norton's show. But yes. apparently, Pitch Perfect is meant to be the highest grossing music musicals of all time or something. She was saying on Graham Norton because there was someone on there talking about. It might have even been Hugh Jackman. I can't remember. But there was someone on there talking about musicals and she just kept on like rubbing it in their face. So I, don't I wonder know, if that's true. I don't know how much stock I take in this oh, greatest blow of all time because the way things just keep... I know because I saw something about another film and it was like the biggest thing. So I Googled it and I'm like, really? And then I Googled it and it was like Gone with the Wind or something was the biggest film of all time. But I think the way they do it is like money at that time. It's inflate, yeah. Inflate, so yeah. The, you know, so it's, it's hard to kind of like, mm. you know yeah have you seen anything on the old television box uh yeah oh can i just quickly get in i watched um oh. the big sick and uh was it on the plane to bali on it was way on the way back <laughs> <laughs> uh, dubai to the uk uh, so <laughs> claire can you take over <laughs> um and uh that's a gentle little film and i'm really glad that they've uh, been nominated um it's a guy it's a comedian uh called kamal uh believe Nin- ninjani and he i know that name it, yeah he's been discussed a lot by edgar wright on twitter recently oh, about cool. the <laughs> anyway um he it's a true life story about he, how he met his partner um and uh, she uh was basically went into was put into a coma and he had to like deal with her parents having you know not really been in a relationship with this girl and it, it went from there but it was really good and holly hunter is fantastic and oh, there's I this one holly scene hunter. which you would love at a show so yeah okay watch that uh yeah i've been watching some tv um i just today actually finished watching the end of the fucking world bleep (laughs) on netflix is that is that the killer one yeah does he kill her no he wants to he's got he's like he he wants to be a psychopath he thinks he's a psychopath it's this it's this actor called um alex Lawther, and he's given me the wiggings and like everything he's been in. He was in um, the Alan Turing film, The Imitation Game, okay. and um, he's in Goodbye Christopher Robin recently. And he just, just doesn't sit right with me. But then I loved him after this. He good. was really good in it. And uh, it's kind of like Natural Born Killers, but about teenagers in the UK. Huh. And I will give it a go. Great soundtrack. Oh, well, I, yeah. I love it when it's got There's a bit of murder, which you'd like. So. Yeah, I love a bit of murder. Murder, 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 murder. Soundbite. <laughs> uh, that's oh, oh, and I've been watching loads of Friends. I tried to watch Friends again actually, and I couldn't get into it. Oh my god! I know that's really weird. That is weird. But what I did get into, because I'm only on episode four, because I have to actually wait for the next episode, which is so funny. Dairy Girls. 
Oh yeah, you, I saw a few uh, instas about that. No, it's it is the funniest thing. I mean, it's actually one of the funniest things I've seen in years. It really is like, really? and it's basically set in Derry or London Derry, depending on how you see things up there, um, which is in Northern Ireland for people that don't know. And it's set in the nineties, um, which is when a lot of the troubles were going on. Right. And um, one of the things that I starts off with is quite funny. Is basically they need to go to school, and to get to school, they have to cross this bridge. But this bridge has a bomb on it. Oh shit! You say oh shit, I say oh shit. Most people would say oh shit, but to them it's an inconvenience. Like oh come on, just sort it out. And it reminded me back of a day when I was a child. I was about sixteen, and I was up in Belfast. And uh, my parent, my grandparents lived on the Falls Road and I was outside and a bus exploded in front of me and I ran into the house. You never told me that story. No, I ran into the house. I was like, and they had a bus exploded and they were like, wow. yeah, okay. Like it was nothing to them. Like, you know what I mean? Because it was a common occurrence, obviously. And, uh, but this is the way these people acted. But the whole Irish humour in it is so spot on. And it's basically a group of girls and then this one boy who's English who has to go to this all-girls school because they're afraid if he goes to the boys' school that they'll beat the shit out of him. Wow. But um, it's just the way they do it. It's just like, it's so on point. Like, everyone in it is just like, the humour is just like completely what I remember from growing up in yeah. Ireland. I remember going to school in Ireland when I was 14. I'd moved when I was 14. And a teacher swore at me and swore at the other pe- the pupils and nobody blinked. And I, I was like, why yeah. are they swearing? Smoking uh, pipes and cigars and everything in the classroom. But it's just, I, I cannot recommend this enough. And then in episode two, they do this great Reservoir Dogs little green bag skit where they're trying to get jobs. And they do this like, let's go to work thing. And it goes out all slow motion with this <laughs> on in the background. And great 90s music. Um, but yeah, this is so funny. Okay. I would highly recommend it. And just a quick one, I'll say really quickly, The Path. Oh, with Aaron Paul. With Aaron Paul, yeah. I'm only on episode three because it's quite a tough watch yeah it's very scientology Mm. so it is do you know what i mean so i don't know what's gonna happen i think they're in season four at this stage um so it's on amazon and um i don't really know where it's going but it's very like he's a bit unsure of the whole cult thing but it's not a cult obviously but um it's very there's a lot of it like you have to get up this like you're a nine r or a ten r or an eight r going up this ladder and in scientology's ladder because i've been watching this documentary on scientology and yeah it's very to me, it's very Scientology. But yeah, Hugh Dancy's in it from Hannibal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle Monaghan. Um, I don't know what that was. But yeah, so that's one. I, I'm only on three, but I will go back to it. Is that outside? Do you to have a look? What did that sound like? No, it's like, it sounds like doors banging. Oh, it might be people going into the car. Yeah, just Sorry. <laughs> what are we going on to next? Uh, our actual films, is it? Um, hang on, I've got one more TV show. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, we're going to questions. I'll talk about that another time. Oh, God, that question. Okay, so uh, we're moving on to listeners' questions because we actually have some. <laughs> that was Kevin. Um, actually, our first one, and well, our only one. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to answer this. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy one. Uh, Victoria. Like practically offending someone. Mm. Um, Victoria's uh, messaged us asking the following. Do you think in the light of the multitude of sexual allegations coming to a head in Hollywood that this will create a shift in films and shows that will come out slash be successful in 2018? Do you predict more female leads, more female writers and producers? If so, what effect do you think this will have on viewers, particularly in regards to topics like action films and shows viewed with the male gaze in mind? 
Oosh. <laughs> Lorraine. You can start. Oh, thanks. Do you like write a novel? <laughs> I've written some thoughts. Um, I think... Before I really had a, a chat about this, I think I feel that the allegations having become so frequent within a matter of months that even before that, women's role in Hollywood was set to change. You, you've got films coming out um, like Annihilation, which seems like it's going to be an all-female cast um, led science fiction film um, that looks crazy, by the way. Um, and then, you know, you've got the remake of Tomb Raider and, and what I... Th- Thing and I feel and I hope is a less sort of sexualized version, even though I love the original, I have to say. And then you've got like a female ensemble piece in the Asians, Asians 8 movie. And I think things like Big Little Lies, which was yeah, again female led, yeah. produced, created, and they've got written. Street coming into that as well. Yeah, mm. excited about that. You know, that, again, that's that's female players getting their strength in Hollywood and, and, and the TV industry and all that. And I think that's great. But I think I don't want it to be all female, one side, all male, the other. No, I want it. I want a lot more. Both. Yeah, I want a lot more. You know, we and you know, a lot more women are sort of getting their recognition, and I hope for the right reasons, especially with this Greta Gerwig nomination for Lady mm. Bird. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's great. So hopefully, it's you know just. Yeah, because did you see on the Golden Globes where Natalie Portman was it Natalie Portman that went here's to all the male? Yeah. And then obviously yeah. the, the, a couple of weeks later the Oscar nominations yeah. come in and Greta's on there. Yeah. And I hope that's, again, uh, you know, Jess, but I hope, you know, and you, uh, and then, you know, you, you you are getting more recognition for female directors and writers, but I want it to be, and I, I discussed this with Mr. Luke Harrison, <laughs> we, you know, and he said something that resonated with me, that really stuck out. He was just like, you know, it needs to get to a stage where there are as many bad films written and produced and written by women yeah, as, as there are. are, he says, Michael Bay. <laughs> and uh, he said then that, that, that will be true equality, and I think that's right. And I think 2018 won't necessarily be that year, but we're on a stepping no, stone yeah. to something positive. To, it shouldn't have to be an epic film for them to be no. recognised. No. It should just be a mainstream. Yeah. I mean, something else that really made me think recently was an article by a comment sorry by steven soderbergh Mm. about this whole hollywood you know allegations issue and he was just like he was worried that women won't get the roles they deserve because men won't want to employ them because of this this, you know the whole controversy the stigma and the cost and i think that's sad if that's true and i really hope that's not the case what do you mean, men won't want to employ them because... Yeah. I mean, look at this situation with all the money in the world, with the fact that they've had to go back and do reshoots and it's come out that Michelle Williams was offered, like, expenses. Or she, yeah, didn't, she, you know, she, she didn't even think to ask for... And, like, more Mark Wahlberg... Got, got a million bucks or something. Yeah, 1.5 million. Yeah. Which he's donated the times up, but, you know... After. He, yeah, fucking after it all. So, um, it's... I think we're leading towards something positive. We're not there mm. by far. But 2018, I think, is seeing a shift. But you shouldn't have to worry about hiring females because of what people will do. People need to... That shouldn't be your concern. The concern should be, let's bloody educate these men or do something to make them realise that it's not okay to carry on in this behaviour. It shouldn't be, let we're scared to hire women because it might cost us some money. No, no. It should be, 
we should, we're scared to hire some men that we know are because like everyone knew that I mean it was in his contract for God's sake for God's sake Weinstein's that he could be paid out you know bailed out if he sexually harassed someone it was in his bloody contract I mean is that not a red flag yeah you know and no. who are the twats that basically let, let yeah. this like you know can you imagine going to work oh by the way can you put my contract like and molest all the men at work you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, no problem. Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the problem. It shouldn't be let's we're worried about hiring these women because of what might happen. It's like let's sort these men out. Yeah. And stop them doing these, you know, well the ones that have been proven guilty or have admitted to it. I think I mean, it's all it's it's in the news almost constantly now. Um mm. but I think I think it is towards something positive. I'm not I don't feel that it's going to be, oh, this is going to be in the limelight for a bit and then go back to what it was. It's gone way past that now. And I think, but however, even before that, I think we were coming towards a shift anyway. Like I said, with all those films coming out, there's something there for all these, you know, I know it's like, oh, let's do, you know, like we were talking a bit about expender bells, blah, blah, blah. You know, fuck what we were saying. Let's do a mix, you know. I want that. I don't want the division. Yeah, it shouldn't be divided. No, it should be equal. But we are coming to like that recognition of a division, and I think yeah. once we've got past that, then we're, yeah, we can come. Yeah. And I and I think 2018 is that stepping stone. Yeah, I hope. I'm probably wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, Victoria's uh, question discussed. Discussed. <laughs> discussed. Um, Chris has almost has always also emailed in asking about our thoughts on black mirror but sorry to disappoint chris neither of us have watched that particular series yet um it's although when i heard uh, jodie foster directed an episode and joe wright it made me want to uh, yeah to i almost clicked play the other day it's meant I, to be quite messed up though that's it and i don't think I'll but then play. i like that kind of stuff yeah so. you probably love it i know it's, it's like a social commentary isn't it and i'm 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 gearing myself gearing myself up to watch it because I've heard very, very good things about it. So, yeah, we'll perhaps talk about that one in the future. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Bring it on, bitch. <laughs> okay, uh, do you want to start? Okay, so let's just reiterate. These are the films so good, you wish you could see them again for the first time. I almost feel with these type of films that I'm disappointed that I've seen them, because I know I'm not going to get that feeling. Yeah. That's what it is for me, disappointment. And I remember I've had that like my some Don't of the make it a sad occasion, dude. No, no, I'm not. No, it's not going to be sad. But it's like you know, obviously I can't. Like I wanted to talk about again, like Science of the Lambs and Aliens and stuff, but I can't. Because <laughs> then every week I'd just be talking about Science of the Lambs and Aliens. <laughs> but the thing is, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, yeah. Let's start. Sorry. Let's begin. You can go first. All right. Well, my first film. All right. And I actually remember actually watching this film. The other films, I don't remember the day I watched it, but this film, I remember the day I watched it. And it was uh, Spielberg's 1993 Jurassic Park. Oh my God, that's a good choice. Yeah, I know. Um, Stars Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, Richard Attenborough. And basically, I remember, I didn't see this at the cinema. I remember going home to my parents' house and uh, they're saying, oh, let's watch this film, uh, Jurassic Park. And I was literally on the edge of my seat. I could not believe I was was seeing it. And I was so disappointed that I hadn't seen it in the cinema. Because like, obviously that is perfect for the cinema especially with surround sign they I, had surround I was sound. too young to, to go so. <laughs> shouldn't you be in bali <laughs> <laughs> no i remember because i really wanted to go and my brother and sister were taken by my parents and when i had you, like six home. or something mm, no when was it 19 93 no i was like seven was... you were born in 87 
Yeah, so yeah, I was six. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> How old was I? Oh my God. I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> I was very mature. Um, anyway, so it's uh, based on a book by Michael Crichton and... Um, I watched this film recently. I watched it there a few weeks ago and it actually still holds up. Oh, yeah. Special effects. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you think about the technology they have now and the technology they have then, it's mm. quite surprising that it actually does this. So, um, you know, you don't watch it thinking, okay. You know, when you watch some films, you're like, oof. Well, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that really is from the 80s type thing. But this one, um, you don't get it at all. So for those of you who hadn't seen it, which I'd be really? quite surprised, I think everyone has. It's basically about... Um, uh, a bunch of scientists that are sent to this theme park that has been um, basically some genetically engineered di- dinosaurs have been put in. So it's a theme park for you to go and see dinosaurs, so to speak. Um, and of course, they go to check it out to give it the okay so that they can, you know, open it and chaos ensues. I was trying to think of the word, but <laughs> it wasn't coming out right. Uh, yeah, so basically they go in and um, because chaos of theory. a theory. Uh, Chaos theory. <laughs> but because of one greedy... Is he the son? The guy who steals the... No, he's just an, an employee. Oh, I thought he was related to them. I didn't think so. No. Anyway, this guy steals um, uh, some... Uh, oh, what do they call them when they're in the jars? The specimens. Specimens? Some specimen samples. Um, so that someone can basically... Embryos? Embryos, yeah. So someone that can basically make these um, uh, dinosaurs and he turns off all the electricity and everyone is it's a free-for-all basically mm. so it's just about basically laura Dern, jeff goldman san neil richard uh, not richard Attenborough, and the children and samuel l jackson i always forget that he's i know that because film. i was watching i was like going, i know samuel l jackson's in one of these but i can't remember which one and then mm. it was this one that he's in yeah a very young samuel l jackson yeah um but one of my favorite bits in it is always to do with the velociraptors yes i love the velociraptors Clever there's girl. Clever girl. And every time I hear my partner say that to Riley, clever girl, I'm like, <laughs> she is like a velociraptor. Um, but yeah, so the scenes mainly with them are uh, are, but, are my favorite. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, even when you go in, because like uh, Jurassic Park has basically, you know, spawned lots of other Jurassic Park films. We're now in Jurassic World. Mm. And, you know, they're used quite a lot in that. I think it's because they're so sneaky. Like the other ones are kind of like, you know, the T-Rex, and they're kind of just like plodding along. Whereas these, like, they sneak up on they're you. They're menacing. Yeah, They're they not are. just... And they toy attacking. with them. Yeah. They don't like, you know, if a T-Rex sees you, he's going for you. But it's, when the Velociraptors see you, they're like, I see you. It's that bit with the Am door gonna... handle. Yeah. Fucking scary. Yeah. yeah, well, like when they're in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so I think that's why I like them. Because they almost give you an element of hope that they're not going to kill you in yeah. a really vicious way. I just always think of like Laura Dern when she's going run (laughs) yeah but when she runs that's actually one of the bits that um when she's running from the door um to go to the door and she's running yeah that you can tell it's not her so badly oh god yeah oh that's one bit that annoys me yeah you can always tell it's not her and if it is her i apologize (laughs) lordon i love that line as well by jeff goldblum goldblum when he's just like nature finds a way yeah Yeah. exactly because they're all um they're all men aren't they or they're all female on there yeah and then yeah yeah they have find a way of doing it but there is one scene that you know jeff goldblum gets injured Mm. and he's noisy neighbors sorry yeah he's kind of like sprawled out in a very michael jackson thriller album-esque way (laughs) all he's missing is the tiger with his shirt and i was like that's because jeff goldblum was like the stud back then i know i just don't but yeah, yeah, no, no, he was. But um, 
Yeah, no, I, I to this day still, like well, I watched it there a few weeks ago and I still to this and day. And what a soundtrack. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So good. No, yeah, it's, good choice. It, yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, definitely one of those ones that uh, I, I will look forward to showing that to Riley and I hope they do one of those, you know, there's a lot of these things popping up nowadays, like, you know, where you can go and see like the Lost Boys or Dirty Dancing on the big screens. Yes. Like in a, in a park or something. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they'll do that with Jurassic Park. because oh, definitely be great. they will. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Of Jurassic Park? Yeah. Oh. If you didn't hear that, Claire just said they did did that they did that in Oxford last summer. So big up Oxford. <laughs> so what was your first film, Missy? The Matrix. Oh, yeah, Wachowski brothers. Bollocks. Now not brothers. <laughs> anyway, oh, are they both transgender now? Yes, I think yeah. so. Sisters, sisters, maybe. Wachowski. Well, they were brothers when they did this. Yes. Um, this uh, was uh, made in 1999, and uh, it's a science fiction action film which uh, stars Keanu Reeves as the protagonist. He's like this computer programmer, I think. Um, and Neo. Neo, that's his uh, online name. And he becomes embroiled in this war between humans and machines within a simulated reality called The Matrix. <laughs> and if you haven't seen this film, I mean, honestly, listeners, don't even bother listening to the rest How of this How amazing is Morpheus? I know. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Such a cool dude. <laughs> Is he though? I mean, if you... I seen him in an interview, I think it was inside the actor's studio, and he was one of the most amazing interviews, most amazing guy I ever saw. And after that, I was like, do you know what? You're the dude. Lawrence Fishburne is amazing. I love him. He might be. But it, I mean, in reality, if you met the character of Morpheus, you'd oh, be yeah. like, dude, I mean, what are you wearing? First off. And... I like it when they do skits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, um, Harry. <laughs> um, this is uh, the first in a pretty crap trilogy, let's be honest, um, of uh, these films. Um, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, this uh, saw the invention and the first time use of bullet time visual effects. And I remember watching them being oh. like, oh my God, what is it? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. you know, Keanu Reeves is falling backwards and the camera's spanning around. Amazing. I remember being blown away by it. Oh, I just whacked uh, my mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's also a really interesting story. It kind of messes with well, discusses themes of religion and philosophy and, and it just quite frankly blows your mind visually and metaphorically hmm. noisy neighbors again we apologize for any screeching and noises <laughs> it's not us <laughs> <laughs> um yeah to me this is a movie that upon first blowing just uh, blowing that <laughs> 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 upon first viewing blows your mind just to say i'm reading some of my script and i'm really apologize about that typo um <laughs> so yeah um it's a perfect blend of like a grungy noir meets sort of a technological invent innovation with a bit of you know context thrown in and it was just mm, yeah love it i loved the matrix <laughs> <laughs> no what well, um let me think i actually did like all of them i'll be honest with you i know they all got slated quite a lot but i actually did like all of them I mean, the first one was definitely the best. So it was. But um, I think the other two just sort of lost their way a little bit. I think with some stories, you should just leave it a little bit open-ended. You see, I just love action films. And as long as there's like the fight scenes between, you know, when Anderson and when Neo and um, what's the guy's name? Uh, the Australian actor. 
He's uh, he's in um, Lord of the Rings as well. Oh, he's the top elf in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Hugo Weaving. Yeah, him. Like that Mr. big fight oh. scene when there's like millions of each of them. Doesn't he have a name? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember his name in it. Now. No, no way. <laughs> but he's fantastic in it. He he he. Do you know there's a weird link with the Matrix and Babe? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that the two agents, one of them is the son-in-law in Babe and Hugo Weaving uh, oh. is the dog in Babe. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something like about, you know, the actual film and Babe being in the Matrix or something. No, there's no, there's no pigs that I could see in the Matrix. So. No, I, did. I think one thing, the Matrix, I'd never seen anything like that before. No. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. It, just it was mind. very dark though. There was no, I don't remember any light in that film. It was just very grim. It's a bit of romance. Oh, and there's that scene with Keanu and Morpheus in their training. And I love that. Oh, yeah, when, yeah, that's a You know, that's Keanu it. does the little nose tap. Yeah. I love that. It's safe. Yeah. Mm. No, that is, that's actually a good choice. But I that, I don't think you could ever go back and watch that film with a fresh face being thinking, oh, do you know what I mean? Once you know, you know. I think the good thing is, though, is I don't remember a lot of it. Oh, okay. I think I'd go back to it and uh, kind of not be my first time, but I think a lot of it I would come back to me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Do you know that type of thing? So I think yeah. from that point of view. Because some films you watch them. Like, have you ever watched a film and literally forgotten the whole thing? That happens to yeah, me sometimes. Yeah, I, I forget that. the whole thing, and then I, I go back to watch it, and I'm like, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah. I fall asleep in a lot of films. <laughs> yeah, I've done that too. Not in the cinema, though. No, okay. Anyway, so that was The Matrix. That was what, my first one. And uh, what's your second one? Well, it's a film I know that you're not overly as fond of as I was. But I thought this film, action film, was amazing. 2008, starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> Taken. She doesn't like this film. I don't dislike it. I just don't rate it. Oh, I thought it was so good. I just thought it was pure action. I think this is the film that kind of shot Liam into... Um, Liam, like he's my best friend, um, <laughs> shot Liam into like the action hero role. Um, but no, I thought this was one of the best action films that have been around for a long time. It's such a great story, mm. you know? Like everyone wants him as their dad. You know, when you get kidnapped by sex traffickers, you want Liam Neeson as your dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, would your dad be able to do all that? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically um, he used to be a former... Um, government operative and basically he's trying to be friends with his daughter again because he split from his wife and uh, she goes off to Paris um, what he thinks is to stay with relatives but really what she's doing is travelling around following you two and they basically her and her friend get taken by um, Albanian you too sex trafficking yeah basically she says you know I'm going to um, Spain I think it was to to stay with her friends relations but really what they're doing is they're traveling around Europe following the band you too because he he looks in her bag he sees in her bag and he's like what's this and they're like they're follow they're going around to like multiple European countries to follow the band you too but they obviously don't get there because she gets yeah you're going to get taken that is a pretty she? horrible scene oh I know could you imagine actually being on the phone to your kid and saying yeah you're about to be kidnapped by someone yeah well, horrible yeah so yeah so basically that um for me although it did get a lot of bad reviews when i was going through it and having a look at reviews and stuff a lot of them were really bad 
Stop pulling a face. I'm not. You are. <laughs> if I had a video camera here, you'd see. Um, yeah, no, it just had a lot of reviews. Just pure action. That's the sole reason I liked it. I did think it was a good story. It's an interesting story, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And But the only thing is, <laughs> I, I know you shouldn't think like this when you watch films, but the whole time, because he's got those other friends who do the same job. The whole time I was thinking, why didn't he bring them with him? Yeah. Do you know, things like that, you know, and I know you're not supposed to think things like he's that in films. He's a lone wolf now. Well, yeah, but he had just done a job with them, looking oh. after Holly Valance. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Um, so, you know, that that kind of frustrated me a bit. But I just think it's pure action. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. What is it about it that you feel that you can watch in the same way again? Because I liked it so much. Right. And I was like on the edge of my seat. There wasn't a minute where I got to kind of stop yeah do you know what i mean he's like from the moment she's basically taken it's just like go 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 i mean you wouldn't get up to go to the loo without pausing it you know this right. type okay. of thing yeah. and i think that's what it is it's the fact that you don't like, get what's gonna happen next? yeah you don't you don't want to miss any of it you know you don't get a minute to yourself and i think sometimes with action films you know there's a lot of kind of like sometimes a bit of pausing and stuff like this yeah. where they're doing other things whereas this you just don't know no. what he's going to do. And he, you know, he obviously gets himself out of every bad situation he's put into. Yeah. And, you know, obviously in theory, he shouldn't be able to do what he did. But um, I think that's what <laughs> it is. It's just like, I like, I really like action films. I really do. As she has said in the past, she's an action whore. I am an action whore. Um, or a whore for action, as I once said. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's what it was. It just was like constant, didn't let up. And I, I think Liam Neeson, actually, I know he's he's getting on a bit now because I know he's doing a new, a new kind of action film, The Commuter, and he's in his yeah. 60s. Um, but he just pulls off really well. He just, you know, and I, I feel like, you know, you get like Keanu Reeves, for instance, is kind of coming up in that kind of older guy action yeah. hero with uh, action film, sorry, with, you know, John Wick. And again, he's doing a brilliant job. So I think, um, you know, Does that it? kind of old tortured soul you know, trying to, you know, just wants a nice, quiet life from this horrible life he once had of doing things that he probably won't talk about. Yeah. And now he gets thrown back into this thing to, you know, get the one person that he cares about most in the world. So, so yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> What's your next film? My next film is The Moulin Rouge. That's mine film. No way. That is. That's, that wasn't my next film, but it was the, the next film after that. That's sick. Okay, have we actually agree on something? <laughs> How are we even friends? I oh, I love this film. Will, will we just talk about it together then? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's do it. You better not say the same things as me. That's all I'm saying. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, a Baz Luhrmann film uh, from 2003. And for me, I don't know if it was the same for you, but I saw this at the cinema. And... I don't remember. I don't think I did. Well, this is like... Oh, this is one of those films where picture me sat in my row in the cinema and my hair is just like flying because I'm being blasted with just the best film, you know, film experience. It was just, I just, I think I was, how old was I in 2000? I was 16. Me too. Yeah, I was 16 and I just... <laughs> Stop making me old. I was this age, I was that yeah, age. Uh, you know, there was a time when I couldn't see films like this at cinema. Like, I had to sneak into Titanic, you know what I mean? But 
<laughs> Shut up now. She flared her nostrils at me then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is yeah, that was how I was in my seat. I was just like, holy shit, what is this roller coaster ride of a film? Yeah, it doesn't let up, does it? It's like it doesn't a, let up. like I said about taking. Um no, but this film just doesn't let up at all. Yeah. It's such a spectacle yeah. and so colourful and the music and the dance. Spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I I equally love this film. Yeah. And I've watched it quite a few times. Oh yeah, I've I've probably watched this at least once a year. It's one of those. And um, I was reading an article there how they were saying how um, it was one of these films they feel that um, Lerman made knowing that some people would not like it. Like you go into certain films, like when you watch a lot of Lerman films like Ballroom and um, what was the other one? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. They're not the the conventional films that you'd no. normally like. You know, you're either going to like them or hate the way he does it. Because I think with all the music involved, like when you watch, uh, especially Romeo and Juliet, there's a lot of those songs and that and stuff. But um you know, for me, it was, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, no, it's 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 ever so good. It's such a cl- sort of clever take on the musical. And I, I mean, there may be things like this before then. I don't know what they are. So if they, there are, educate me. But it's what um, apparently is called a jukebox comedy musical. Yeah. And that's just like right up my street. Um, so it's not... I mean, there were some original songs for the film, but a lot of them aren't. They're like, you know... Yeah, well, come what may... Was the original one, but yeah, then they yeah. did like what Bowie, Sound of Music, yeah, Roxanne, Police. Oh Rock my police. god, that scene, yeah. that whole L Tango Roxanne just blew me oh, away the, the first time yeah. I saw it. So that good, Tango was amazing. So this is. Do you want me to give people a bit of a synopsis then? Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the film centers around uh, Satine, played by Nicole Kidman, in a Oscar-nominated role, by the way, and uh, she uh, is joined by Christian, who's played by Ewan McGregor. He's a British writer who's come to Paris to learn and write about love. And he falls in love with Satine and she's a courtesan at the Moulin Rouge and a slash performer. And uh, he, he, Christian gets embroiled in this hedonistic lifestyle of the Moulin Rouge and he mixes with characters like Le, Toulouse-Lautrec and such. And he's, <laughs> in a funny turn of events, he's sort of forced into writing this uh, musical which Satine is going to be the star of and it goes just from there. It's just Yeah, because she falls in love with him kind of by mistake doesn't she because she thinks he's the duke yes that's who come they've to see got, her. who they need the money for yeah they to need the money the... To, to keep the thing going yeah, yeah so she you know like the way they dance as well it's very like over the top and yeah ooh, Sped and all this up kind and, of, i wish and... you could see what we're doing um <laughs> it's just for claire's viewing um yeah so it's all very like you know if if you were in a nightclub and someone started dancing would you like that you'd be like what's going on <laughs> yeah but, um, i love it when carol Sindler goes shoo, 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 shoo. <laughs> It's like my favourite little bit. Um, yeah, it's it, it. I've written here in my notes, it's a film that delights in exuberant excess and that's what I think Baz Luhrmann just is yeah. the best at doing. Like he did Australia and it was a little bit... I liked I've never it. seen that. It's okay. Isn't and it really long? It's really long. And <laughs> But however, there is one amazing scene with Hugh Jackman pouring like a tub of water over his I'll watch body. it <laughs> but I'll other than that I'll just fast forward it to that <laughs> yeah but yeah this film's just um so ridiculously fast paced in parts and you're almost like struggling to keep up but that's what I kind of like yeah, but it about doesn't it. give you a minute no 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 it doesn't give you, you a minute you are literally almost on the edge of your seat the entire way and um it's just it's not even like it's just fast paced but there's just so much in each individual frame 
visually yeah. that you just it's so colourful yeah oh, it's, just it's almost like sometimes I think like you know when you go to certain concerts and it's just a big show they put on rather than a person just singing yeah. this yeah. is what this like there's like loads of like when I went to take that for instance it was like constant going on like you didn't know where to look yeah and I think that's the thing with this is that they it's so over the top yeah in a really magnificent way but um you know you just Again, you don't want to move. No. You know, you'd pause it to go to the loo, but yet you'd probably hold it in just so you could see what was <laughs> yeah. was uh, going to happen. Yeah. But, um, and I think it's one of those films, like, you, you you laugh, you cry in it and everything, you, you know. Do. And there is some dramatic scenes in it, you know, when, um, you know, the Duke wants her mm. and tries to force his way onto her. And, like, when, spoiler alert here, she... No, I'm not allowed to give a spoiler alert. Um, I've just had my head, her head shaken at me. But, yeah, but um, there's so much, like, light comic relief you know it kind of I think I think there's a real balance of comic and dark yeah. like yeah and that's one of the things you come out of it like what the hell just happened to me yeah what the hell was just you know was I put through <laughs> you know what, what was I just who did this to me <laughs> but you just don't know it's laugh or cry what you do you, you, you I take that back but you you do come out of it like whoa and I the problem is I watch it now it's not a problem but I watch it now and I'm like, I know how to sort of prepare myself to watch this yeah. film. Whereas the first time I didn't and I kind of would love to go back to that and, and be that. like, <gasps> oh my God, what's just happened to me? You know, kind of vibe. So. I kind of felt that uh, felt that way a little bit with The Greatest Showman. Not yeah. to the extent of Moulin Rouge, but yeah, it was quite a spectacle. And that's, I like that. Yes. You know, I like the whole spectacle and like you're completely entertained. Yeah. You know? And like when the song, I remember uh, the song like Nirvana's "Smells Like Teen Spirit," I know, yeah. and you're just like, "That's Nirvana," <laughs> yeah. you know. And when oh, uh, Christian does your song, Elton John, my gift, to yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And like I love the way they use the whole uh, "Come What May" is like their love song, and oh, you know when lovely. she's like basically, you know, being cruel to be kind and telling him to, you know, she doesn't love him anymore, and then she sings the song. I love the bit where like Kylie Minogue turns up as the green. Oh, this is very. So good. I mean, I don't think we've spoiled that too much. I think you could still go and watch this film for the first time if you haven't seen it already, and 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 learn a lot and you know find out a lot more about it. So yeah, that's one to recommend to you. But we hope you enjoy it for the first time in the immense way that we did. Yeah, you should <laughs> and do. We share the film. I know. <laughs> if it ever comes to theater, we should go. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, what are we on now? Your third film. Well, my next film was um, a film from 1993 with Al Pacino and Chris O'Donnell and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Scent of a Woman. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, my goodness. It's such a good film. It's a drama and it's basically um, about... uh, Boy, a schoolboy who's like in this really preppy, like you know, rich kid kind of school, um, and he needs a job, yeah, like for the, for the summer and stuff. Um, he his family aren't rich, and um, he gets a job as an assistant to Pacino, who's like this blind ex-veteran, quick-tempered, you know, grumpy guy, um, and basically, you know, he brings them on this journey to do things that he wants to do because he's basically gonna die, okay. and um, you know, his family don't like him and all this kind of stuff. So he brings him on this um, trip to do all these things he wants to do. So like there's one scene in it, for instance, where he does this amazing, he's blind, mind you, this amazing tango. I mean, it's one of the most amazing dance scenes with this actress called Gabrielle Amwer. 
and it's one of the most amazing scenes for the tango in a film I've ever seen. I can't remember the name of the music. Um, it's, um, but you know, he, he before he does it, he literally goes, "Tell me the room," and he okay. tells her the room, and he just gets out there, and it's just sublime. It's amazing, you know. But basically, um, uh, O'Donnell's kind of having his own problems in the fact that he witnessed something happen at school. And uh, the score's really like, you know, it's all, who, who's who's your rich daddy, basically. And um, so basically they know that he, the, the score knows that he's seen who did this thing, where basically they put paint on one of the Dean's cars or something. And uh, they want him to tell. And so as the film goes on, he becomes really good friends with um, Pacino. Like Pacino starts liking him. Yeah. And he won't, so at the end, like he's in this school, you know, you have to tell us if you don't tell us, we're going to expel you, but we're not going to expel the rich kids because they've done a little bit to help us, mm. which is bullshit. It's yeah. just because daddy's got money. Anyway, Pacino in true Pacino style stands up and does one of the most amazing speeches. Even just Google Center for Women Pacino speech. I think and, I've heard about oh it. Oh my God. It's just one of the most amazing speeches ever. And like, it's Pacino, who's like one of the best actors ever. Yeah. You know, so it's Gives just... Gives me the Wiggins, though. Yeah? Huh? Gives me the Wiggins. No, he is. He's creepy as hell. Like, do you know what I mean? But um, I think, that's, he, you can't I think that's his yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And um, it's just a really good film. Like, do you know what I mean? Something to put on on a Sunday afternoon, you know, and just... Enjoy. Enjoy, yeah. It's just a really good film, a really good story. So, so what is it about it that you wish you hadn't... You know that you could go back to. I think it's it's the main thing for me actually was the performance of them two together because a lot of big actors were like Nicholson was asked to do it. He went off and did I think a few Good Men, um, and I think people like Matt Damon. I know this was very young Matt Damon and stuff like that were yeah. asked to do it, but these two got together and did it, and their chemistry between just them works. really works really well. And it's just a really like because he's a miserable bastard. Like, do you know what I mean? And he's quite horrible to this guy at the start, but he kind of. It's kind of a bit of a, a love relation, a, a, a romantic relationship, if you will. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's not between a man and a woman, and it's not the obvious thing. I mean, you you can see that he's gonna probably turn around a little bit. Yeah. But it's how he goes from this bitter old man, you know, and then this young lad comes in and kind of really starts to show him. And at the end, after you know he's kind of helped out O'Donnell and stuff like that, you know, he kind of goes in and he cuddles his little um, grandson or his nephew. I can't remember who it is. And it's just a nice story about two men just kind of like needing each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that that's kind of what I liked about it. It's a romantic film in a sense, but not... Romancy. Yeah, not being a man or two men kissing or two women kissing or a man yeah. and a woman kissing. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's what I really enjoyed. But the speech okay. and the I'll, dancing. All right, I'll watch this. And he's blind driving, I think, a Ferrari. What the fudge? Yeah, so, you know, what more could you ask for? But yeah, definitely, definitely... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Definitely watch that one. Cool. What's your next one? Yeah, my next film is The uh, Prestige by Christopher Nolan. Oh. Oh, my God. Mm. I always get that mixed up with another film. Is this the one with Christian Bale? Yes. Okay. Well, I is that called The Illusionist that, with uh, Edward Norton? That you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I they, always get those two mixed up. Are they, they quite similar films? They were about magicians and yeah. they came out okay. at the same time. Yeah. It's not the same storyline. Um, yeah, so this was in 2006. Um it's uh have you seen it i have but i don't remember it at all <gasps> Ooh, sorry that went into me <laughs> okay uh it's about two rival stage magicians at the end of the 19th century in london um played by christopher christian i put christopher 
So <laughs> Christian Bale and uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, it also features Michael Caine and Scarlett Johansson in supporting roles. And um, it's, as I said, it was directed by Christopher Nolan. And the script was adapted by uh, Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan. He's also writing West- Westworld at the moment, but anyway. Um, Lorraine, what? No, <laughs> it, what's the, the actor guy that looks like Jack Nicholson? Christian... I don't know. You know, he's in um, <laughs> he's in that film with uh, Rosanna O'Care. Not Rosanna O'Care. Christian O'Care. Slater. Christian Slater. That's who I was thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I wouldn't have been able to concentrate until I no, thought no, of that. No, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Even when you said Bell, I was like, yeah, but Christian Bell. I know, I was like, I just said that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I was thinking of Christian Slater. I thought you was, when you said Christian Bell, I was thinking of Christian Slater. <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. So, this is the first and probably only movie where I figured out the twist before it's revealed, and I was so proud of myself. I love it when that happens. <laughs> but I'm really proud as well because a lot of people didn't get it when uh, I, I was like, "Yes," and I remember the moment. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, I've never experienced the bug, the buzz from um, from the reveal as I have from this, mainly because I just said I. I figured it out before it happened but then also because you're just like holy shit that was masterful nolan you know what i mean mm. i mean he's a master of cinema anyway but there's just the I'm, i don't want to i don't want to reveal the twist in this film but it's a twist film um and what i love about what what makes me sort of you know sad that i can't watch it again for the first time is because i know the twist but yeah but in a way i kind of like going back and watching it because i'm just like oh there's a little thing there that you know makes you think that's gonna happen and you see you go you want to go back and watch it because you want to see how nolan's playing with your perception of it and it's just such a it's just such a clever one but what girl is in that it's it's scarlett johansson and there's also um rebecca ferguson no not rebecca ferguson rebecca hall sorry i do apologize she's his wife um so uh, yeah, it's all about misdirection, and uh, again, I won't go too far, talk too into it. But you know, there's some really good cameos from um, David Bowie. He, oh, really? Yeah, he plays um, Tesla, who's a real person. Um, Is this based on a true story? Yeah, mm, no, no. Tesla was a real person. Yeah, and but these two magicians weren't. But I think a lot of their storyline is kind of based on ones that were around at the time. Um, but there's, I mean, Hugh Jackman. I've, I. He's done serious roles, yeah. But in this one, it's kind of a love hate thing for him. But you can understand why he's doing what he's doing, and uh, yeah, it's just a really clever little film. And stylistically, it's lovely. And I love the whole Victorian sort of yeah. vibe about it. Um, and fun fact for me, <laughs> uh, I went to the cemetery uh, in LA where they filmed one of the scenes, pretending it was London, and I was just like. Alec, this was where they filmed the prestige and he couldn't care less, but <laughs> I would have cared. Yeah. <laughs> so, um So yeah. what is is it that like did you say all the twists and turns that made it something that you Yeah, because you cause when the I mean, I almost spoiled it for myself because I figured out the twist, but it was, it was <laughs> yeah. But when it actually comes to the point where it's revealed, you're just like, How the hell? did they do that that was just so clever it was it's just one of those films so it's about getting the biggest like uh illusion so to speak like yeah okay so this isn't a spoiler basically it's these these two magicians christian bale and hugh jackman and they were originally 
buddies, partners in a, in a mm. performance, and um, a tragedy happens which separates them. And they almost become rivals to produce the biggest yeah. spectacle illusion in London at the time. Um, and then you kind um, as with all Nolan films, he plays with time in it. Um, and yeah, it's just about their rivalry and something's revealed behind the right that behind one of the spectacles at the end, and it it makes a big impact. Oh, right. And it's it's just awesome. Oh, I think I might watch that again. It's re- I got like two copies. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so you can she hit, she plays them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a very lovely line in it, and I don't want to reveal what that line is. But if you get what that line is, then comment or come back to me in a message and we'll discuss it oh. <laughs> uh, so what's your well, suppose this we, is my last film because yeah, I kind of think we did a joint Moulin Rouge thing oh, sorry mate okay well my last one which I know won't be in Harry's list <laughs> is 1991 James Cameron starring Arnold Schwarzenegger Linda Hamilton Edward Furlong and Robert Patrick just the second one dude I fucking love that film oh thank god <laughs> I I like taught myself that to sprint like that guy and I was genuinely faster in school I thought you were going to say you were faster than Robert Patrick <laughs> I was like really? I might have been they didn't monitor it <laughs> dude that's film yeah no I, I thought this was great. I mean I liked the first one I really did like the first one but um, I think you know I seem to like sequels better than the first one I seem to say that a lot about films. Oh, yeah, because you liked Aliens. Yeah, better. Godfather 2, I like better. Maybe Pitch Cam- Perfect 2, I like better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Cameron is just better at sequels. Oh, yeah. what does that Avatar. say about Avatar 2? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but I did like the first Avatar. Um, yeah, but this is um, basically James Cameron, who's, you know, everyone that sees a James Cameron film, they're massive productions. Yeah. You know, you've got Titanic, you have Avatar, you know, Aliens. Shout out to Aliens. Um, but for this, because this one's like in the 90s, Aliens is in the, you know, the 80s, Avatar is in the noughties. That was before 2010, was it? No, because it was in 2010. We watched it because I remember we okay. lived together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's massively into his whole special effects. And one thing again about this, um, like Jurassic Park, it keeps, you know, I mean, it's still, you can still watch it today and not think that's old. There is one scene where you're kind of like, okay, and that's the scene at the end, the car chase with the tanker and the people are in it and that's a little bit... Yeah, a you little bit A little bit, yeah. It's like a little... Um, what do you call it? That's been made. Oh, a prop. Not a prop. No. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, what's it called? She's waving her hands around. And I know. You know... Um, very nice, very nice. A model, like a model of the, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, things yeah. being made. Yeah. So, so, so that's one scene. But that aside... Um, the rest of it, like when you see the, um, you know, uh, Robert Patrick's character, who's the shapes, he's a shapes, shapes, shape shifting uh, T100. Yeah. Um, you know, he he doesn't talk in it. I don't remember him talking in it. He's, no. he said, oh, yeah. He only kind of talks when he's like someone else. He doesn't talk as himself. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So basically he's a more advanced um, Terminator who's come back to basically this time round. He's terrifying. He is. He scared the shit out of me when he I was He is, kid. because he doesn't... He just looks... That blank face. Yeah. And but I the think sternness the, of it yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but he, he like... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, obviously, in the first one, is trying to kill um, Sarah O'Connor because they don't want John to be born, whereas in this one, he comes back to protect John mm. from the T-100, yeah. who was a more advanced... Um, 
version. Version. Um, so obviously it becomes a bit more difficult. Yeah. And um, basically this film is, again, pure action. Yeah. What do you want to say? No, no, sorry. I just There's just this one scene and I, I don't know who the guy's character is, but he's something to do. There's a bomb basically and he's holding it and he's going... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, no, no, that's um, yeah. Basically, they go into um, uh, Miles Dyson is the head. Like he he works. <laughs> is it Dyson? Yes, it is Miles Dyson. Um, yeah. So basically, he works for the company that creates you know these uh, robots. But mm. obviously, mm. he doesn't realize what's going to happen. Yeah. And then that. they go to kill him basically, and you know they show the arm because he's like, no, this hasn't happened, and they yeah. show him the arm, and um, but they don't kill him. And, um, yeah, I think it's him. He's got the... He's yeah. doing that, yeah. He's, yeah, because if he yeah. puts it down, anybody's dying. And if yeah, he puts yeah, it down, it's going to explode. I think they, yeah, they, they kind of kill him, but they mm. don't. Um, yeah, so basically they go to him and tell him what's done. So they need to obviously destroy everything so that none of this obviously happens. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, it is. And it's quite, <laughs> like, when you look at this one, there's quite... Because, like, you've got um, John O'Connor, who basically, his mother is in uh, uh, an asylum. Um, he's like got... Pull-ups. His father is you know, Reese, Michael Bine from Aliens 1, from Aliens 1, from Terminator, the first Terminator. So he's got no, his his family that he lives with, they don't give a toss about him. He's a bit of a, a juvenile delinquent at this stage. So then you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger who comes in and he kind of like is there as this protector, father figure. Hmm. And they actually end up with a really good relationship. And at the end, it's quite sad, isn't it? The way he, you know, when he goes into the hot... Oh, yeah. Uh, liquid magma. Liquid magma. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, the hands going and all this kind of stuff. And it's actually quite, you know. The music as well. The yeah. It's really intense. But this yeah. is another one as well. Like, you know, where you just, again, constantly. I, I honestly seat. had nightmares about that scene where Robert Patrick. The running. Is that when running, he has the. And he, and he turns his yeah. fingers into yeah. like, uh, and he's on the back of the yeah. car. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. He could do things that the other one can't do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um. Yeah, and of course you got Linda Hamilton, who is like you know, like Sigourney, she's a complete badass, an amazing female action hero. Um, and if they do make the Expend Bells, we want Linda and Sigourney in it. We do, we do. Um, they can be like the head Expend Bells, <laughs> yeah. and then the other ones can follow. Um, so yeah, just basically an all-round great action film. Still holds true with its special effects. Um, I am a big fan of James Cameron. I think he does some great films. Oh yeah, and. Um, this is one of them. And um, yeah, so that's definitely one I still watch quite often. Mm, but you um, wish you could. Oh yeah, because like you just, I think as well, like back in the 90s, like I think why it's maybe a little bit easier for certain films is because you didn't get like that. Like when you see certain things, you're like, wow. Like now, <laughs> when you see special, like uh, even something mind, like... Trying to record a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Talking here. Um <laughs> Even when, um, you know, you see films nowadays, as amazing a spectacle they are, like like Avatar, for instance, I'm like, oh my God, like Jesus Christ, the the, the CGI in that is yeah. epic. But it's so easy, like I'm not saying it's easy done because I wouldn't be able to do it, but it's, you know, the technology is there. Whereas back then, you know, there wasn't that kind of technology, but yet they make these films and you're watching Terminator 2 and you're watching... Um, like The Matrix and uh, what was my first film that I said? Oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. And you're still like, wow. The, these guys have taken the time to, yeah, to, exactly. to give you, uh, you know, the epic film experience. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I like about them is mm. that they, they you still can be shocked by what they're doing and like wowed by what they're doing yeah. in 2018 when this was made in 1991. Yeah. 
That's, yeah. You know, and I think that's why it deserves to be in my list. <laughs> right. And I'm glad you agreed with it. I love Terminator 2. God, I don't like practically Term- the same person. <laughs> what is going on in this you episode? Didn't like the, what were you I say? didn't love Terminator. Really? No. Oh. I did like Terminator Salvation. And I know nobody liked that, but I like that. Is that the one with Christian Bale? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terminator is when I fell in love with Michael Bine. And then I fell in love with him. Actually, no, I'd fallen in love with him. No, because Terminator was before Aliens. Is he the dude that's in Tombstone? He's like, Ringo? And he's like, you know. I don't know. I'll Google it. Okay. Because uh, he's a bit creepy in that. It is. Uh, by the way, I watched Tombstone. It's really good. <laughs> Tombstone is a good film, actually. Mm. Hell's yes, coming he with me. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, but um, it is him. Yeah. All right. So Terminator was before that, and then Aliens. So yeah, um, I was in love with him for a while in the eighties. I wanted him to be my boyfriend (laughs) when I was (laughs) ten. So, so what was your next film? Well, I've got two more because obviously we. Do you have two? Yeah, because this is. I do. I got four and five, but we've combined on Mulan. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Are you happy for me to Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so my next one is uh, a 2001 film directed by Cameron Crowe called Vanilla Sky. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I have. Okay. I wasn't overly fond of that film. Oh, really? Yeah, is that the one where Tom Cruise has the... She's... she's Oh, yeah. (laughs) The face. Uh, Yeah. So I'll explain that bit in a minute, what Lorraine's talking about. So this is an English language adaptation of Alejandro's and Menabas, I hope I've pronounced that correctly, a 1997 Spanish film. Open your eyes. <laughs> and I didn't know about this film before um, I saw um, Vanilla Sky. So I had no clue about what the storyline was going to be. And um, I'm not going to spoil it for you, cause, but there's, it's, it's one of those films where you're like, what? <laughs> yeah i didn't i don't think i got it i think i'd need to watch it again yeah okay yeah yeah you do if you don't yeah, yeah. i mean i don't well i don't think you're meant to kind of get it but you okay because i remember watching it and i, I don't know I, I could have went in and made a cup of tea or something well n- well come on now that's just rude, rude. i mean <laughs> and i love tom cruise <laughs> All right, so to give you a little bit of a synopsis, um, Tom Cruise plays a character called David Ames and he's um, a wealthy tycoon who's inherited a publishing empire. He lost his parents in a, uh, at an early age and he's a, bit of a, he's a bit of a douchebag. He's a bit of a playboy. He doesn't work hard and, you know, plays hard. Um, and he's got a buddy. in the like Cameron Diaz? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, yeah, played by Cameron Diaz. And she's called Julie. She clearly likes him a lot more than he likes her. And, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're at a party that he's hosting and he, you know, he's trying to hide from Julie and then he sees, uh, and then he's introduced to his mate's date, which is pretty slack of him, uh, Penelope Cruz. And he's just like instantly, is you know, when they got together? that's when they, yeah, that's oh. when they started, um, dating. So at the beginning of this film, uh, Tom, ooh, <laughs> Tom Cruise is uh, wearing a prosthetic mask and he's in prison and he's talking to a court psychologist played by Kurt Russell and um, he gives you uh, he takes you back in time to flashbacks of, uh, to explain why he's in this bad situation and um, so I'm not going to give too much more of, away but th- that you can know um, and <laughs> this film just blew my mind and, and my families I remember me and my dad chat about this film quite a lot because there's 
just well it's just insane towards the end you're just like what the fuck um I don't want to I, I just can't tell you too but much why, why why is it on your list because I would love because it's it's the same as the prestige it's the same as the matrix it's the same as the next film I'm going to talk about you just want to go back and spot all the details that make up the okay. end the reveal the the you know the the the, the plot um but you will never watch it in the same way again in the fact that you're just like what i do like that when you watch a film and you you miss something the first time and then you get to see it the second time you're like, yeah ah. yeah and i think that's the case with a lot of these films that you want to watch for the first time again because mm. you know the reveal but then it's also really nice to go back and yeah. sort of get those details but also it has one of the best movie soundtracks um, it's really good and it introduced me to a Bob Dylan film uh, song sorry called Fourth Time Round which is just like one of my favourite songs ever so yeah um, check that one out um, I really can't give you too much I won't detail. watch it again <laughs> just being honest oh that's sad Claire will you watch it? Uh, yeah probably if you didn't hear that she went yeah probably yeah, <laughs> she's not going to watch it <laughs> I think you'd like it I genuinely do um, so yeah that was one of mine and uh well, I suppose I've got to move on to my last one now. Yeah, what's your next one? I think this is a freaking doozy, like in a good way. Fight Club. Okay, I approve. <laughs> Thank you. I approve. I think actually I made a list of films and I think that was one of them. Mm, I am Jack's winning in this. Because <laughs> I swear to God, the end song, you know me, I'm a, I love, yeah, Pixies, Where Is My Mind? I love a song in a film that just goes yeah it's perfect for that and when they're holding hands yeah and, pshaw, and that's oh yeah i'm pr- sorry i'm probably gonna spo- we're probably gonna spoil this one guys so there's if- some fighting in it <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert um so again this is 1999 same year as the matrix so goddamn cinema was good that year i think oh, yeah that film's a great film mm-hmm. i love the, f- the fight club it's not called the fight club fight club <laughs> I love the Fight Club, I do. <laughs> I go there every Tuesday. <laughs> this, when we first thought of this film topic to discuss these films, this was my number one. For, I knew that I was going to be talking about this one from the very beginning because I have never had a reaction to a film like I have to the first time I watched this. It was like two o'clock in the morning that me and my friend finished watching it and we were just, literally our jaws were on the floor and we were just like, whoa, what the fuck was that about oh my god did you see that coming you know it was like one of those and we were just wired afterwards because he's like how what what it's you know no it, it was exceptional and how amazing is brad pitt in that film amazingly hot <laughs> do you know the worst thing is it's like when we were having a child if it was a boy i was thinking of names and my partner's last name is purden and I remember going, oh, I wouldn't mind Tyler. And I was like, <laughs> Tyler Purden. And I was like, no, that's a bit too close to Tyler. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was so, because I remember at the start, like I, I obviously he didn't exist. Yeah. And I remember, Spoiler. Um, sorry, well, it's old. You should have seen it by now. Um, and I remember thinking at the start, does he, does he exist? No, he doesn't. No, no. But then like, I think. Oh, you actually queried whether he was real? Yeah. I had no idea. I thought he was always real. No, I, I thought he was real at the start. And then I kind of realised he wasn't. I don't know when, but oh, I really, rem- yeah, oh, I remember I thinking, no, he's not real. And um, I really liked uh, Helena Bohm Carter's character, Marla what Singer. What a nut job! Yeah, like, she's do you know great. What I mean? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Perfect I, cast in there. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody is great in yeah. that film. Even fucking Meatloaf, you know? Oh, and Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, I know. When they kick the living shit out of when him. When he kicks the living shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, that bit was sad. Uh, just, oh, just so good. That's all I can really say. No, that, that's, no, no it, is, it, is a, it is a good film. Very bizarre concept though, isn't it? Okay, so if you haven't seen it, and hopefully you don't understand what we're talking about when it comes to the reveal. It follows um, this guy, played by Edward Norton. He's an unnamed protagonist. Um, and he's an insomniac, hypochondriac, and he's generally a bit weird. And he hates his job. He likes Ikea furniture. And Who he doesn't? <laughs> and he attends support groups to kind of deal with his issues. Oh, God, yeah. He's got every disease going, hasn't he? Yeah. So he... Uh, he forms a friendship with um he event yeah he eventually forms this friendship with um, Brad Pitt's character Tyler Durden and uh they both have a strange relationship with uh, Helena Bonham Carter's mm. character Marla Singer who also attends these support groups and who also doesn't have anything wrong with her she attends one for testicular cancer <laughs> <isn't she? laughs> yeah um and it just apparently upon release this like polarized audiences because they were just like you know what the hell because it's a unique storyline and also because it's really violent and it's thought-provoking and it explores like the moral compass of like your generation and mm. it's like it's um yeah it's uh it, it it kind of has an opinion about the morality of corporations and shit as well it honestly explores so much <laughs> it's just like it's just one of those films and again one of the biggest plot twists I can ever think I can think of in a film, and um, now it's a cult classic. And yeah, definitely. You just you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> I always wonder: Did a load of Fight Clubs open up after that I film? Know, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, not that it's something to think that's great, but it's like wow. Well, imagine. you know, you know, when Whippet came on, everyone started doing roller derby, <laughs> including yeah. us. Yeah, um, <laughs> great film, by the way. But um, yeah, no, that that actually w- was. Uh, it nearly made mine as well. Mm. That that is a great film. Yeah, it's really, really great. And again, Brad Pitt is just—he's really good. In he's that, phenomenal. Actually. That's one of, I think one of his best roles. Yeah, he's just—I don't know—he's just—he's got just such a great sort of way of m- moving his body. Yeah, you know, he kind of dances yeah. through the whole film. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really just. Walk. And he's got such strange like pelvis. <laughs> that's a weird thing I'll take to it. say. <laughs> but yeah no he does he kind of dances through the whole film he doesn't really mm. you know I love it yeah I love it when him and Marla are in that hallway and he's just like moving from side to side so good um, so that's my good final choice. Yeah. good choice yeah. that was uh, that was a good episode I think I think we've got some yeah. covered some good films there I was surprised by your your, your uh, list actually really yeah Why, what did you, do you think I'd go for like I'm... some cake bake me a cake or whatever you said in the <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be a little bit more arty farty. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hey, Fight Club's like an art. No, more like, oh, you know, the English patient or something. <laughs> Still a good film. <laughs> I know, but no, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm impressed by your list. Thanks. Well, maybe because I can't remember the others. <laughs> Obviously, Moulin Rouge. Okay. Oh, right. So. We oh are moving on to something I'm really excited to move on to, and that is Flashback Film Club. Woohoo! And what are we going to be discussing, Lorraine? 
Big trouble in China. So this is a um, John Carpenter you're very familiar with. I know indeed. Halloween? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, and it was uh, directed in 1986. And, uh, oh, I think I've seen this when it, um, when it came out. Really? I think I did, yeah. I know um, I wasn't, 1986. No, I wouldn't have. I would have been a couple of years later. Like maybe when it came out on video, I would have seen that because I would have been too, because it's a 15, isn't it? Uh, I think it was a 15 at the time. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't born. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. I don't like you today. That's not very <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so this is a, oh, it's just one of those films that just mixes all kinds of genres. It's a fantasy, martial arts, comedy. It's very bizarre, actually. Yeah, the whole it's very bizarre century old mystical battle asian wizards thing wizards lopan um <laughs> thing it's it's it, it shouldn't work no it's one of those films you look at and i'm like how I is don't this think good it did work at the time for like the, the audience at the time either yeah but i loved it i loved it i thought it was, and i was so in love with one of the basket head men i fancied one of them oh was it lightning or yes. rain lightning the one that yeah 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 he's hot yeah. I liked rain. I, I think it was lightning. There's thunder. He's ugly. Then there's rain. And then there's lightning. And rain and lightning were kind of hot. But I, lightning was hotter. I it was him. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically about this guy, Lopan, who is like, isn't he like really old? He's like thousands. Yeah, and basically big. for like, he wants to be youthful again, isn't it? He um... No, he wants his corporeality back. Okay, cool. And uh, he needs a green-eyed girl. That takes the form of um, one Asian girl whose name I don't know. And yeah, Samantha Jones, a.k.a. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> <laughs> a very young Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Um, so he's basically got these two women because he needs well, it, it, three-night girls to help him on his way. Yeah, that's his story. But it follows like uh, Kurt Russell and uh, accompanying his mate, Wang, yeah. um, played by... Oh, what's his name? Dennis Dunn. Dennis Dunn, yeah. And... Um, yeah, they um they he's helping him. Oh, it's his fiance. Yeah, she yeah. gets kidnapped at the beginning. At and, the airport, uh, yeah. Jack Burton yeah. and Dennis Dunn, sorry, and and Wang go yeah. and you know find her and Kim Cattrall and all sorts of madness ensues. Isn't there like some really strange creature in there? There's loads of strange, yeah. yeah. That, this is one film that doesn't actually hold today. Like you watch it and it's great, but the creatures. Oh yeah, you know it's from the eighties. Oh yeah, but apparently that um, eye thing yeah. cost that was the most expensive thing of the movie. Yeah, and it's so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, th- apparently this um, was intended to be set in eighteen ni- in the eighteen nineties in San Francisco, and, and was meant to be a bit of a western. Really? Um, but then, yeah, they all decided that that wouldn't work. No, um, I couldn't see it. Happening. No, it just wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be a completely different thing, wouldn't it? Um, and yeah, it was a massive flop at the time, which was a shame. Um, but I was reading up today, and apparently Carpenter wanted to make it as kind of a, an American love letter to like foreign martial arts films. Yeah. And it—I mean, there isn't a fantastic amount of martial arts in there, really. There is there. No, no, <laughs> no there's not. It's just bizarre. Um, I wouldn't even call it martial art film. Wouldn't no. To my mind. I mean, there's a little bit. A little, yeah. But there's not. But, no, no. So, 
Yeah. Um, Jack Burton, who's played by Kurt Russell, is he? Kurt Russell just plays a blinder yeah. in this film. Yeah. There's so many memorable quotes. It's an untrue. Um, but yeah, he he's awesome. But what's really interesting, again, I read up uh, on this because um, I knew we were talking about it. But is that, and I didn't think about it until to, when until I read it. But they flip the whole white hero sidekick kind of thing on its ass and if you really think about it jack burton isn't the main oh, character. he's useless yeah he's useless and yeah. he's he's wang's sidekick yeah. psychic. no and i agree 100 I, I thought that was really interesting because i never yeah, thought every time he kind of like he goes to you know do like punch or something like that uh your man's like in there giving it loads already yeah, yeah no totally yeah. he's like a comedy side act almost yeah you know the one that goes to punch something and misses every time. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got this great, like, he's like this all-American truck driver. I can save the day. Yeah. And fails miserably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. He's, um, um, and another interesting fact, Taika Waititi apparently based um, Thor's role in Thor Ragnarok a little bit on Jack Burton. And you can totally see yeah, it. Yeah, actually, when you say that, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Bit of a Neanderthal. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> makes a joke of it, thinks he's the shit, but actually isn't quite. But even the way he walks, Jack Burton walks, he's kind of got that swagger I where... I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I am the shit. Yeah. With my big truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just it's just a sort of delicious film to watch as well. Visually mm. as well, there's just so little, many, like loads, loads of little quirks in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah, watch it. I'd watch it again. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd watch, watch it, it again and again. Yeah, it's Do you know what I mean? If if you were going around and someone says, let's put this on, I'd be like, yeah, fine, no problem. Mm. And I think it's a film for most ages. It's not like it's massively scary. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. I think, was it a 15? I think it was a 15. Um, But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it as a 15, but I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Let us know. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, but even like, I'm I'm looking at a picture of it now, actually, and there's like, Kurt Russell is standing there, massive yeah. with a gun, and then at the bottom, like I mean, he's like he's like he's fifty foot tall, and at the bottom there's Kim Cattrall, damsel in distress, yeah, lying at his feet with all the other characters when he couldn't, like you said, he couldn't be far from the far from the opposite, really. I just yeah. I, I really like it when she's like, I can't do something because I know there's something wrong with your face. <laughs> <laughs> I actually used that line today. That must be where I got it from. Really? Your face. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he's perfect casting though. He he is very funny, Kurt Russell. I do I do like Kurt Russell. Mm, I think this is he's uh, very likable. Yeah. I think this and Tombstone are like my two favourite films of his. So just yeah. He's just yeah. he's just really good at the one liners. Yeah. Really good. I think it's the the way he pulls his face though. He doesn't when he does these lines, he doesn't just say them. He kind of moves yeah. his body like and his you know his, and his little smirks. Yeah, and, stuff. and like kind of the eyes are kind of going and like he kind of does it. It doesn't just say he does it with all of his body. Yeah, he actually acts with his all his features and all his body. And that, I think that's what um you know works. What comes across yeah you know, and works for him big time. Yeah, yeah. No, I do I do like this one. But yeah, definitely one. For kids, adults, older people. Well, I was introduced to it at an early age and regularly viewed it at home, and I think it's probably contributed to the way I am today. <laughs> I watched it in the 80s. You've not seen it since? Oh, God, yeah. I've seen it loads of times oh, since. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, definitely, definitely a good one for the Flashback Film Club. Yeah. So... 
what films are you looking forward to, to coming that's uh, coming out or coming up or what do you want to watch next? Uh, one film I am really looking forward to seeing next is um, The Post. I want to watch that with uh, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. By um, Spielberg, is that? Yeah. Um, so basically it's a film about, um, she's basically the first female publisher for the uh, a major American publication, The Washington Post. He is uh, with The New York Post. And basically it's about exposing a big, massive cover-up um by the u.s government that's gone over i think three decades with over four presidents wow. like i just thought it was about nixon because i heard them mention nixon but apparently there's more um so yeah like and um it looks like a tom hanks was on graham norton there the other day and he was talking about it and it, it just it looks really good yeah like, that's a good cast oh yeah yeah those streak and uh, tom hanks that's a good cast well and spielberg yeah it. well yeah exactly you can't really go wrong with him can you cool. um so yeah that's one i'm definitely looking forward to and you've got any um, yeah, I've got a few. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, one of them I'm, that I'm looking forward to seeing is uh, Black Panther, Ooh. the new Marvel one that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, I think there. I mentioned that in one in our first. The trailer is phenomenal. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, I don't know I much about Marvel. the Black Panther character, so no, I'm not why. But like in terms of like a visual assault, yeah. that's, that's a definitely a cinema film. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Now, one that's kind of grasps uh, grasps my attention is uh, downsizing. Oh, right, okay. It, it looks really... Bizarre. Yeah, basically <laughs> they, they shrink you to like five inches tall. Yeah. Because to, to deal with the overpopulation of the world. Uh, but there's this one scene. Have you seen any trailers for it? Yeah, yeah. There's a giant um, absolute vodka bottle and they're like, you know, pouring all this. But it just, Matt Damon's in it and um, I think Kristen Wiig is his wife. And Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Well. yeah. Um, but it just, it looks like quite different. I mean, a strange version of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, quite, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, one. And another one is The Darkest Hour. You know, oh, the Winston okay. Churchill one. Yeah. Um, my partner's mother said that apparently that, um, in cinemas, it's been getting stand innovations. The Darkest Hour? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, even in England and America as well. Do you know what I mean? I, I've heard there's some very good speeches in it. I think there'd need to be really, wouldn't there? Mm. But yeah, so um, those three films, and I'm hopefully I might be going to see one of them next week. But yeah, the uh, there are three. What about you? Any more? Um, yeah, uh, it's more sort of TV stuff. I want to watch this thing that's coming out called American Crime Story: The Assassination of uh, Gianni Versace. Ooh. Yeah. I'm so into my crime documentaries and crime films <laughs> and crime life. No, not crime life. <laughs> that sounds really bad. No, um, that'd be totally up my street. Mm, it's got Ricky Martin. And is, it, is, is it a documentary or is it a TV programme? It's a TV programme. Okay. Um, and apparently uh, Donatella Versace is just like vetoing it. She's like, I don't want to do it. No. Um, and uh, Penelope Cruz plays her. You know? Really? Yeah. Actually, I can see that. I can't remember who plays... Gianni Versace, but he looks just like him, and he's a, he's an actor who was in that Bright film. I don't know if you watched that. I haven't seen that yet. No, uh, he's a, um, uh, a, a Latino actor. I can't remember his name. Okay, um, but yeah, it looks really good. And then Westworld second season's coming out. This I year. could not get into that. Really? I I watched one episode of it, and Dev, my partner, keeps going, "Let's do it again," and I'm just like, "Okay," but he keeps it's, forgetting. It's so a slow burner. <laughs> It is a slow burner, but yeah. And it had its flaws, but it's still, I think they can pull it back. And again, it's Jonathan Nolan, and mm. he's he's a good writer. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm just waiting for um, the second part of The Walking Dead to come out in February. 
Mm. I thought you were giving up on. No, well, we we nearly did. We were watching. We've, we're in, I think it's season eight now, and like I love The Walking Dead, and it, there was a few episodes, and I was like, I'm not excited about watching it tonight, and then they brought it back. Okay, and we were very pleased okay. um, because we'd invested. It was like with um, 24, the last season, I kind of went off it a little bit, and yeah. I was really disappointed. Um, I've done that quite, well, quite a few shows actually, but um, I want to stick with The Walking Dead, but I will now because it got great again. And um, I really want to say something, but I can't because it'll spoil it. Someone hasn't seen it, but yeah. So yeah. Cool. 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 Faux show. Faux show. So I think that's us. Done. Finito. So our next one is going to be five films that make you want to weep like a little bitch. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. Oh, I know. That means I'm going to have to watch sad films. There's certain films. Oh my God. I can see them now. (gasps) there's one I don't know if I could put myself through it <laughs> no but there aren't you know the way there's some films and like y- you want to watch them but you're like do you know what do I, I want to put through my I remember um, through this. after I had my kid that apparently after you have a kid a few days later you just go into this hysteric of crying like a few people said to me you, you don't know why it just won't happen and then the health nurse come over and she says just put on a sad film and get it over and done with <laughs> and you do you literally like you know yeah. and then there's so there's certain films I'm just like Oh, I, you know, I, I'm not sad today, so I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that that's going to be in our ne- next podcast. So prepare yourselves for that one, people. And again, send in any suggestions of your own and questions and questions and uh, thoughts and thoughts. <laughs> and please, when you go on to um, iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, leave a review or just give us five stars. especially on itunes yeah because it helps us if you give us all that Mm. it makes us very happy we would appreciate it um so yeah uh keep an eye on what we've got planned for future podcasts uh on uh, via our facebook page our instagram page and twitter um we're shaming the podcast on facebook and instagram and smtp cast on twitter and you can also email us on showmethepodcast at gmail.com and you can see mine and Rain's individual projects, such as blogs, videos, and more, uh, via the following. Uh, I am on WordPress and Pinterest at Winging It The Truth About Parenting. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lorraine Smith with a Y74. <laughs> and I'm Tales Peck on Instagram, Twitter, and WordPress. And uh, I occasionally create some video content about some of the travels i do with my partner in crime alec and they're on vimeo at head productions and you've been listening to show me the podcast and thanks for listening that'll do pig that'll do